0: Taiwan's premier says his country will not collapse like Afghanistan in the event of a Chinese attack.
1: When asked if Taiwan's political leaders would flee if the enemy arrived at the door, the premier said his people were not afraid of being killed or locked up. He said that Taiwan's people would absolutely protect their country were it attacked.
2: I am president of the United States of America. And the buck stops with me.
3: Breaking days of silence, U.S. President Joe Biden admitted Monday that Afghanistan collapsed faster than expected.
2: Truth is, this did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated.
3: Biden said he was deeply saddened by the facts we now face, but he defended his decision to end the U.S.'s war in Afghanistan.
2: I'm deeply saddened by the facts we now face. But I do not regret my decision to end America's war fighting in Afghanistan.
3: Biden said he inherited a deal struck by Trump with the Taliban, which required that U.S. forces withdraw from Afghanistan. He blamed the Taliban takeover on the Afghan troops' unwillingness to fight the militant group.
2: Afghanistan political leaders gave up and fled the country. The Afghan military collapsed sometime without trying to fight. If anything, the developments of the past week reinforced that ending U.S. military involvement in Afghanistan now was the right decision. American troops cannot and should not be fighting in a war and dying in a war that Afghan forces are not willing to fight for themselves.
3: With Afghanistan unraveling, observers have been quick to draw parallels and warn that Taiwan could face a similar fate. Some in the KMT say the U.S. has abandoned Afghanistan, a sign that it will do the same to Taiwan in the future. Premier Su Zhen said Tuesday that Taiwan was not Afghanistan.
4: We aren't afraid of being killed or locked up. We will absolutely protect our country and defend this land, unlike some people who are always singing the praises of our enemy and eroding morale in Taiwan. We'd like to also tell any foreign forces that want to invade Taiwan or capture Taiwan to get that idea out of their heads. The US, Japan and countries nearby all have expressed that they care for Taiwan and they deeply value peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. Taiwanese people must trust their country and know that as long as we believe and defend our land, nobody will be able to invade or swallow us up.
3: Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense Elbridge Colby weighed in on Twitter. He emphasized that a PRC attack on Taiwan would directly affect a key interest that the U.S. has focused on for two centuries. He said that conflict in the Taiwan Strait would result in a naval or aerospace war in which the U.S. would excel.
1: China carried out military drills in southwest and southeast of Taiwan on Tuesday. The PLA's Eastern Theater Command announced the exercises in a statement. It said they were a response to Taiwan and the U.S. repeatedly colluding in provocation.
0: A defense expert say it was unwise for Beijing to conduct the drills so soon after the fall of Afghanistan. Let's hear from him.
4: It's The choice of timing is extremely bad for the PLA and Beijing. For one, it's basically reminding Washington that Taiwan is very important. Secondly, for the ROC Taiwan, it's a reminder to stay united and to value our military.
0: Also on Tuesday, PLA jets intruded into Taiwan's southwestern ADIZ once again. The jets reached an area where Taiwan's Air Force and Navy were conducting their own military exercises. This was the first time that a PLA incursion disrupted a Taiwanese defense drill. The package leaflet of the Medigen COVID vaccine was released last week, and it left some key questions unanswered. For one, it does not state the duration of protection provided by the Medigen vaccine.
1: Speaking about the missing information, a Taipei doctor fills us in.
4: Taiwan starts administering the Medigen vaccine next Monday. Ahead of the rollout, concerns have been raised over the vaccine's Chinese language package leaflet. The statement doesn't say how long protection lasts, as the vaccine still has yet to complete phase 3 trials. It also says that among adults 65 and older, people with comorbidities, and people with HIV, Medigen induces a weaker antibody response, but these groups also happen to be priority targets for vaccination.
3: If you're someone very advanced in age and have a weak immune system, your antibody response to the vaccine will absolutely be weaker than that of a younger, healthier adult. have a lower antibody level and less protection. That's the way it is across the board, not just with Medigen. This problem is probably seen with all vaccines on the market today.
4: Physician Huang Limin emphasized that although Medigen is authorized for emergency use, it still lacks phase 3 trial data. He said the manufacturer should file supporting documentation on its candidate's efficacy as soon as it can.
3: It doesn't have results from a phase 3 trial, so the package leaflet can't make statements about protective efficacy. I hope that within the next year, Medigen will be able to provide more data, like how young adults or older adults react after vaccination, numbers on the protective efficacy of the vaccine.
4: As of Monday afternoon, nearly half of the 605-thousand eligible people on Medigen's waitlist have booked a time for vaccination. By the end of August, an estimated 10 million COVID vaccine doses will have been administered across Taiwan. So far, nearly 13 million people have used the vaccine registration system. Four million people on the waitlist, one month. Moderna and nothing else. On Tuesday, Huang urged holdouts to reconsider.
3: Who knows, maybe the Pfizer vaccines will arrive. We could end up having more of that. After all, three private organizations are preparing a donation. But the best course of action is to go with the vaccines currently available. If the vaccine is proven effective to a degree, and it's verified internationally, then go get it.
4: According to the CECC, only about 600,000 more people can expect to receive a first dose of Moderna in the near future. The rest of the supply will be used as a second dose for older adults and high-risk groups. For everybody else, getting Moderna could entail a long wait. United Biomedical says it will appeal the FDA's
1: decision to deny emergency use approval for its COVID-19 vaccine. The domestic vaccine maker says the FDA did not consider its candidates' effect on T-cells, which are important to immune memory and the prevention of severe illness. It plans to request another review.
0: It also wants the FDA to compare its candidate's effect against the Delta COVID variant with the effect induced by AstraZeneca.
4: Neutralizing antibodies don't make up the whole picture. The experts who reviewed this case did not consider or they did not put emphasis on the reaction of T-cells. We will provide clarification on this point. We hope that the panel of experts will be able to take it on board. That would be the more reasonable approach. If they believe that there are reasons supporting their cause, or that the vaccines can still contribute to the nation's epidemic prevention efforts to a degree, then they should file an appeal. Of course, they should furnish their reasons along with their testing plans. And of course, their appeal would be handed over to the FDA for review.
0: If the appeal is not accepted or fails, United Biomedical can still go ahead with Phase 3 clinical trials to demonstrate the efficacy of its vaccine candidate. Mid-autumn festival is coming up next month. The Freeway Bureau expects traffic to double during the public holiday. It's
1: imposing the usual holiday restrictions uh, to limit freeway traffic between September 18th and 21st. Plane tickets for the long weekend will go on sale starting Wednesday and only about 40,000 tickets will be offered. That's about a third of the seating sold last year in the same time period. As for train travel, the Taiwan Railways Administration says it won't offer any extra services this year and getting a seat on the high-speed rail could also be tough since capacity will be stay capped at 70%. Well, it's the height of summer now, but soon the Mid-Autumn Festival will be here again.
0: For many, that's a chance to splurge on mooncakes, to enjoy with family or give as a gift. But the cost of a box of luxury mooncakes has gotten much steeper this year. A typical gift box costs at least 100 NT more than it did a year ago.
1: Producers say that's because of the rising cost of both ingredients and packaging
4: materials. There's an explosion of creativity in hotel's Mooncake gift boxes. This one uses a jewelry case designed for the packaging.
5: Sesame,
3: pine nut, lotus seed and egg yolk cut into the cake and the generous filling is revealed. The chocolate and egg yolk flavors sold out in less than a month. The packaging aims to be eco-friendly and reusable, but mooncake boxes are getting pricier. At this hotel, the box costs 100 NT more this year than last year, a rise of 6 percent.
4: We've adjusted the price very slightly this year. Just the Cantonese-style cakes have gone up by 100 NT, mainly because the cost of the ingredients has risen.
3: At another five-star hotel, local ingredients combine in a sweet and salty delicacy. Elan County jujubes and passion fruit are just some of the treats hidden inside. The cakes come in a large golden cardboard box. The classic gift box has gone up 100 NT, a rise of 10% since 2020. The hotel management says the biggest problem is the soaring cost
5: of cardboard.
4: The information we get on purchasing end is that the price of the cardboard has gone up as much as 30%. As producers, we have absorbed about 80% of that price increase.
3: The annual mooncake race has kicked off already, with hotels offering early bird prices on their gift boxes. But many are pricier than ever. At Taipei Mandarin Oriental and Taipei Grand Hyatt, boxes are up 100 NT each. The six-cake box from the Ambassador Hotel has gotten 10 percent dear, an increase of 140 NT. But Liu Fu's box has gotten 15 percent more expensive, a sign of the times and of rising costs in retail. Turning now to the KMT.
0: Today was the registration deadline for the party leadership election, which is scheduled for September 25th. KMT Chairman Johnny Jung registered his re-election bid on the last day, surrounded by supporters from the party's youth faction.
1: The incumbent will be running in a four-way race. His biggest challenger is widely considered to be former New Taipei Mayor Eric Chu. <laughs>
3: Supporters send off Johnny Chung, who's here to throw his hat in the ring for a second term. This time around, he's pledging to win the 2024 election by mobilizing voters who identify with the ROC.
4: I want the KMT to win at least 15 cities or counties in 2022. In 2024, I want us to win the presidential office and to secure a majority in the legislature. If I fail to achieve any one of these goals, I will resign from the chairmanship.
3: Standing with Chang were young party members as well as old stalwarts from the military veterans faction. Also in the crowd were former Taichung Mayor Jason Hu and former lawmaker Yin Kuanhen. <laughs>
4: Johnny is my brother, my brother in arms, and also a politician I deeply respect. So let's work together and cheer him on.
3: Another candidate, Eric Chu, completed his registration on Monday.
4: The KMT has to become stronger if it wants to win the 2022 election and return to power in 2024. The KMT is True Blue. It is the True Blue of Sun Yat-sen, the True Blue that founded the Republic of China, the True Blue of Jiang Jingguo. It is the True Blue that built Taiwan and the True Blue that loves it.
3: Cheng became chairman last year with the support of the youth faction in his party, This time around, he'll have to compete with Chu for the youth vote. During a radio interview, KMT scientist Sean Lian openly professed his support for Chu.
4: I think that Mayor Chu has served as vice premier and the mayor of New Taipei. I think he has a higher degree of maturity when it comes to local administration. His approaches to issues may be more correct.
3: Another contender for the post is former Zhanghua County Commissioner Boyuan, Zhang Yajong, president of the Sun Yat-sen School, rounds out the four-way race.
1: Community facilities for children were allowed to reopen on Tuesday in Taipei and Jilong, although with strict COVID measures in place. At local play centers, all sessions must be booked in advance, and there must be thorough disinfection between turns.
0: Occupancy is limited based on the size of the premises. Despite the restrictions, the kids were thrilled to be out and about after weeks stuck at home.
4: These kids are at the Taipei Botanical Garden searching for plants with animal names. The bright sun and fresh air have got them buzzing with excitement. They've been cooped up at home for too long. The guide has the group's full attention, and even children passing by stop to listen. On Tuesday, kid-friendly facilities like this reopen for business, giving Taipei's parents a much-needed break.
3: Seeing the kids' reactions, they all seem very excited. They've been stuck at home for so long. Sometimes you can see that their muscular endurance is worse than before. And with parents working from home while looking after the kids, there's stress for both sides. Taipei has issued guidance pertaining to space. There must be at least 2.5 square meters for every person.
4: Child friendly facilities have reopened with limits on capacity. Taipei's parent child play centers are also open for business. With occupancy capped at 50 people per session, parents must book play times in advance.
3: All bookings must be made online now. No walk-ins are allowed, and there is no wait list. We also have restrictions pertaining to the space. All toys are disinfected immediately after use, before they are used by the next group.
4: Since the COVID alert was lowered to level 2, Taipei, New Taipei, Jilong and Taoyuan have reopened their play centers on different timetables. New Taipei and Taoyuan gave conditional permission for a reopening last week. In Taipei and Jilong, reopening has had to wait until August 17th.
0: Now for a special look at the climate in Taoyuan's Zhongli district. Last year, the EPA deemed the area the worst in Taiwan for acid rain.
1: For years, the district has been blighted by highly polluted rain that damages buildings, cars, crops, and even human health.
4: This car has a thick layer of gray all across its windshield. There are lots of pockets of rust on the body and streaks left by rain. Cars that get parked outdoors here will eventually get like this. A 2020 survey by the EPA named Zhongli District in Taoyuan the nation's worst spot for acid rain three years in a row.
3: The strong acid rain in Jolli is quite noticeable. The main cause is to do with peculiarities of its location. The coordinates of our test station are right next to a source of pollution.
4: In 2020, the acid rain in Zhongli had a pH of 4.96, the only reading below 5 in all Taiwan. Acid rain is highly corrosive and can damage glass, cement and crops. It can even directly damage people's health.
3: Whenever I see it raining, I take an umbrella to go out. I don't know if the rain is acidic or not. I just know I keep losing more and more of my hair.
4: Acid rain is not a new problem in Zhongli. The causes are difficult to Reverse, but reducing pollution is the only answer. Otherwise, its corrosive effects will only get worse. Zhonghua Post
1: has released a limited edition set of stamp folders and postcards to honor the medical workers of COVID 19.
0: The collectibles, designed by celebrated illustrator Jimmy Liao, are themed on giving thanks to Taiwan's frontline workers. They even designed a special postmark that fits the stamps. But are they too cute to post? Let's take a look.
3: A member of the public affixes an oversized stamp gingerly on an envelope. You don't want to mess up the picture. Close up, you can see the image is by the illustrator Jimmy Liao, commissioned by Elam Post Office to thank frontline medical workers. All of these stamps and postcards were designed as part of the project. There's even an unmistakable Jimmy postmark that matches the stamps. Post office workers stamp it down extra carefully.
4: This is for collectors. Stamp collectors collect postmarks.
3: Chenghua Post has released a limited edition set of collectible stamp folders full of Jimmy's child-friendly, heartwarming illustrations. The stamps and cards all carry a message of gratitude for medical workers during the pandemic. We've printed
4: 2,000 sets in total. During the pandemic, we want to thank all the rank-and-file medical workers who have worked extremely hard throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. That's why the post office has released these gratitude stamp folders.
3: At this office, customers queued up to get their copies, but many were loath to post the cards they filled out. People were taking out their phones to photograph the cards before putting them through the post box. In the coming week, these adorable little cards, complete with matching bunny postmarks, will be flying all across the country. Do you want to make a difference in the world?
0: TITRA and the Economics Ministry are launching a global campaign called Sharing is Caring that will let people from all over the world do just that.
1: Participants can submit proposals to implement creative initiatives using Taiwan Excellence products in their home countries. The best three proposals will receive a cash prize of 10,000 U.S. dollars and a grant of 150,000 do- uh, $150, U.S. dollars. Let's take a look. <laughs>
5: Thank you. TITRA and the Ministry of Economic Affairs have announced their first-ever Sharing is Caring Global Campaign. According to TITRA, the campaign is seeking submissions from individuals, social organizations, and NGOs that put forward initiatives using Taiwan Excellence products. It aims to collect innovative solutions to address problems related to the environment, governance, and society in their home country. Our
4: Taiwan Excellence Awards have been held for many years, so many manufacturers, have been recognised. We have a website dedicated to Taiwan excellence. There are various products listed by industry and by manufacturer. No matter if you're an individual or a group, as long as you have a good idea to utilize a Taiwan excellence product or service to take care of your friends community or country, you can submit a proposal their proposals will be reviewed by experts in marketing trade and public welfare among other fields to see if the content can be conducive to social care or sustainable development
5: The judging panel will choose the best three proposals which will receive a cash prize of10,000 US dollars and a grant of 150,000 US dollars each now, I think it's very good.
4: Now I think it's very important that we connect environmental protection with social welfare. ESG factors are something everyone is looking into, so we will pay special attention to that in this year's selection.
5: People from all around the world are welcome to submit their proposals. Proposal registrations runs from September 1st to October 31st. People from all countries and backgrounds are welcome to submit the proposals from September 1st to October 31st, and winners will be announced in January 2022. Further details can be found on the event's official website. For of News, Stephanie Yang, Chen Shenhan in Taipei.